It's the Exit 52 podcast presented by Jimmy Seafood. And fellas, I guess there's there's no other way to start the pod than a little Ravens fallout. We are recording this on Tuesday night, a couple of days removed from an emotionally draining, um, at times exciting, and then by the end depressing um, Ravens loss to the Bengals. In the wild card round of the playoffs, the Ravens season is over. If you want to go listen to our raw thoughts on that one, you can go back to the instant analysis we recorded late on Sunday night. But now, as usual with with any loss and, and any season end, we've had now a couple of days to digest. There's been you know quotes post game. There hasn't been a ton since guys you know talked um, in the locker room clean out media session on Monday, um, and and there were some things said there. Um, but now we move into the off season and, and uh, you know, obviously into Orioles season, we'll get to them in a little bit. We'll do a starting five draft on uh, breakups, which could um, have some connotation towards the Ravens. But thanks. I'll, I'll, I'll throw it to you first. Just your, your, you know, 48 hours removed emotions kind of died down a little bit. Um, your sort of state of play with the Ravens right now. Um, I mean, I think there's still a lot of emotion attached to it. It was a long, long dragged out year that, almost felt like a continuation of 2021. Um, it was depressing. It peaked way too early. It peaked, I think I said a couple of podcasts ago, it peaked in the second, third quarter or so of of week two. I think everybody would agree that we were all thinking Super Bowl when Lamar went for, what, 75, 80 yards in that game against Miami. Um, yeah, the uh, the loss sucked. I think that we, we, I'll be honest, I can't remember all the things that were said during that because it was so late and we'd had a few beers and mothers and it was just one of those things where it's like, man, this is, is just kind of a blur. Um, truly because of exhaustion, I think. I think this team was just exhausting. I think that's the, the biggest way for me to put it. Um, do I feel great about the future? Honestly, yeah. I Like the Roquan Smith Resigning, I think, is proof positive that this team is committed to continuing to try to win. That's what I said a week or two ago when it was announced on the podcast. And um, we've obviously got the big matzo ball with Lamar Jackson and the the contract situation that's going to dictate a lot of um, the outlook. But I think with or without Lamar, we've got a team in place where we can contend Um you know, if it's not Lamar, if it's somebody else, then, you know, get somebody adequate and, and you know, they don't have to be a world beater to to make us a contender. And if they are, um, even better. And um, I'm not really sure if you guys want to jump in and then we can talk about the Lamar stuff because there's a lot to unpack there. Yeah, I think that in terms of, you know, specific to Sunday, um, and then we can we can turn to Lamar. I think that's a, a good way to go about it. That, you know, obviously a lot of emotions coming out of that one. And I agree. I think most of the, you know, we were there, you know, you and I banks were there at Mothers and, you know, had some brief discussions with some people around us, Ravens fans wise, and had some people come up and thank us for doing the pod, which is always very, very appreciated, by the way. I think I meant to say that Sunday and didn't um that this was almost like an inevitability that kind of, and I saw this on Twitter a little bit as well. It's like um, I think the 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 title Zuri Beck wrote his tweet about his like final comment was like, you know, the Ravens season kind of ended in the perfect way for how the team was the entire year. And I think that's just the general consensus. Like sort of what we said Sunday is that this was maybe always headed for this like crash and burn after we've seen this team lose in 
mind-bending ways the entire year and then you lose Lamar and then you're dealing with this sort of strife and then it's like you know win one for everyone in the organization and they play valiantly and ultimately a ridiculous you know once in a million plays play kind of knocks them out of you know what was looking to be a, very, a pretty complete performance with with Tyler Huntley um, and, and knocks them out probably exactly where they should have been. This was a team that should have lost in the wild card round ultimately based on what they did all season. And the hope was always, it was actually kind of similar to the bucks last night. Um, as I was watching the bucks, I was like, these are two very similar teams in terms of the way their expectations then aligned with the actual reality. And the entire year it was like, can they find their way to the quality of the expectations? And neither team did, but there was this hope for both fan bases going to the playoffs, like, oh, maybe Tom Brady's playing a little better. We can catch the Cowboys after Dak is bad. And then they just get absolutely blown out. That didn't happen to the Ravens, didn't get blown out. But ultimately, the Raven, the the Bucks did what they do. They were just playing games that were just thuds, and they would get beat. The Ravens did what they do, give everybody hope, and then just absolutely rip it away in the most heartbreaking way possible. Two very comparable teams in, in both conferences that have a lot of offseason questions, the biggest ones at the quarterback position. So the similarities kind of um, continue a little bit. Um yeah, I, I agree. I think there is definitely hope for the future. You you don't go into the offseason now thinking this is a team that doesn't have the ability to compete right away next year, that doesn't have the ability to go into the you know the preseason um you know prognostications as a playoff and division champion type contender. They just played the best team in the division, quote unquote, at home to you know a game they probably should have won with a backup quarterback and a lot going on in the organization very impressive there's definitely going to have to be changes as we talked about Sunday and those will develop as we go through the weeks but it it almost feels a little ref- it would feel more refreshing as a fan to kind of have this over moving into next year with some of the pieces there if the Lamar situation wasn't the giant cloud over everything happening like it'd be like oh if you know Lamar's hurt, but he's coming back, and we're gonna run the defense has kind of gotten back to where we needed to be, unlike a couple years ago when they gave up 500 yards passing a game, and you have all these guys, and you have your core guys on that side of the ball. Get a receiver. You have your running. You have J.K. Dobbins. We just saw everything what we wanted from J.K. Dobbins. You know the offensive line's solid. You get a, one more pass catcher, and you have Lamar, and you feel like you're in a pretty good spot. But this Lamar thing creates so much consternation, so much um, angst amongst everybody in the city that that's not kind of the feeling right now and outside of that i think there's a lot of positives to think about the ravens um so rdt i don't know you're you're a little more outside of it so you don't have kind of the fan emotion perspective but i feel like that's kind of where we're going it's just this whole thing is now predicated on one man what they do with one guy throw greg roman out of it that's gonna that's gonna play itself out whatever it is all about one guy now all about one guy yeah i mean he's he's the big puzzle piece he's the one and and like we you know like like you guys are saying, I mean, it, it, everything kind of just revolves around him. If he's back, then it's like, okay, you can kind of rally the troops and say, Hey, look, we've got the pieces. We've got the guys here. And, 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 you know, maybe come about that a couple of times today where it's like, maybe with all the quotes, like Marlon Humphrey, I mean, all those guys, and I don't know why they wouldn't. That's what people are like, Oh, look, they're supporting him. Why wouldn't, of course they want him back. Like his teammates, of course, you know, duh, they're going to say that, but you know, them showing all the support. I think someone tweeted and was like, you know, Maybe DaCosta does, you know, DaCosta and Bashadi do kind of, you know, not not that it's like a newsflash to them, like, oh my God, these Marlon Humphrey wants him back. Yeah, we have to have him. They know that. But now it's maybe like, all right, we kind of know what we have to do. Let's just let's just sign him. Let's give him two 200 million guaranteed or something like that. 
Um, so maybe he does come back. And again, it kind of will reset everyone to be like, all right, we don't have to rebuild. We don't have to, you know, start from scratch with a, a new quarterback, a new OC, stuff like that. Um, but, you know, and then it's kind of the other the other edge of the sword. Like, well, what if he does leave? I mean, Brian, you sent the the tweet from Tony Lombardi today giving out the, you know, here are the odds for him to play here, 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 and here. And again, I mean, that's got to scare the hell out of everyone. Um, yeah, I mean, and again, I think everyone is going to be kind of walking on eggshells um, until they figure out what's going to happen. And it's not going to be an overnight thing. People, I, I also think people think that like going into this press conference tomorrow or, you know, today, I guess, Wednesday, if you're listening to this, that like you're going to get an answer because you're not like it's it's not going to happen. You know, this <laughs> is going to be an extended time of like, we don't know, you know, nobody knows. Nobody knows. We we've said like Spencer, I think said it like probably by the draft we'll find out. Maybe maybe not. So again, it's going to be a long off season for for Ravens fans and and you know the team and and the future of the team kind of just hangs in the balance because you think regardless of who they bring in, I think if they lose Lamar, I think they're going to kind of be knocked out a peg again. Even with the roster they have, again, it's a really good roster. It's a really deep roster. Um, it's just, I mean, we, we said it countless times Sunday. It's, it's the most important off season this, this franchise has ever had. And, and it could be, I mean, you, you may see a lot of, of upset fans, you know, in a couple months and with, with, with what transpires here. So kind of just got to wait and see. I think it's a great point to make the harsh reality of just the fact that we're not going to turn around and have an answer today. I mean, Lamar does the IG story thing here today and there's people that are thinking oh oh did he sign did he sign and it's like what, and, and marlon did you see what marlon tweeted marlon yeah, tweeted he, like he's back yeah he's just something a massive like, troll. That. like i mean that's what marlon does yeah he's a massive but, troll i mean he's gonna have yeah, so much he's fun doing. he's gonna he's yeah he knows troll. exactly what he's doing yeah yeah but I, like just think about it realistically if the team and lamar we're not particularly close to a deal before the arbitrary cutoff that they had in training camp what would have happened between now and and then, or I guess then and now, to have suggested that they're going to be closer when they come back to the table? I mean, there's nothing, nothing but more question marks that have been added to the mix. So I, it's totally possible that they've picked up the phone and had at least some sort of conversation to maybe, or even like an exit interview to head into the offseason with. But in terms of actual negotiations, like, you guys are crazy if they're like engaging in serious and hard conversation, you know, conversations at this point, let alone signing on the dotted line. Um, so yeah, it's going to be a very long off season where I don't know that answers are really even going to come to fruition until something big happens. You know, that sounds like, I mean, that's like, that's kind of obvious, but um, to think that that's going to be anytime soon or probably anytime during while the playoffs are continuing, there's no way. There's just no way. So um, it'd be best for everyone for their own sanity, for maybe my sanity, for going logging on a, the bird website and seeing what the conversation is. It would be better if everyone could reset their expectations, at least timeline wise, as to when we're going to see something happen with Lamar. So we got hardball and uh, I don't know if it's the Casa. I think it it's the Casta. Yeah, I think it's the Casta on Thursday at two 30. That's that's kind of the big. That, that's when it is Thursday, not not Wednesday. Thursday, two thirty p.m. I believe, and that's a um. There's your sign that Harbaugh is coming back, unless they're doing the. 
the unheard of. Um... Oh, no, it's gone. Spanks, I think I think there's a chance that that Harbaugh does not not Thursday, but I don't know. I think maybe he does kind of not retire, but take a step back and leave for the year or something. I think if he's going to do it, it would make sense to do it. I think he would have too much respect for the organization to not to just drag immediately make that kind of decision. Like, I don't think he's going to. Yeah. And I guess the tea leaves this and this is such speculation. So I, I don't want to like act yeah. like her. But like the the only sign I would say that would indicate that he would do that is his press availabilities for the last month or so. He has seemed just genuinely annoyed with checked the entire out. process. Of what, not che- I wouldn't call him checked out. He's definitely not checked yeah. out. This guy is a winner. He is, I think, a great culture guy. I think he cares about his guys. But coaching is hard. Like it great it grates on you, grates on you, and sometimes the criticism can be enough to where you're like. I've done this. I'm successful. Why am I sitting here and doing this? You know, when I could go and do a couple other things, go do TV. Maybe I end up coming back. This is what the the talk's been about Sean McVay. Talk about Sean McVay for like the last Mm -hmm. two months was like, he's charging too hard. I don't think John Harbaugh's a Sean McVay, but like he's going to take a year off and come back. I think Harbaugh, if he was going to do this, he's what? like 62. Is he younger than that? He he looks 70 after the last couple of weeks. He is age He's 60. So he just turned 60. So, you know, he probably, and he feels like a guy that's not going to go till he's in his mid seventies. He feels like a guy that's going to, you know, enjoy his life and whatever. I, I like John Harbaugh. I think that. I kind of disagree. He's a Harbaugh. He's a psycho. He could go forever. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I, I, I don't, it doesn't, it feels like it would be weird. Maybe this is totally naive. Like John Harbaugh has like, established an amazing legacy as the Ravens head coach. He's won a Super Bowl. He's clearly has an affinity for the city and the area and the people. Family's grown up here, lives here. Like I could see him being like, I'm going to go do TV for, I'm going to like, maybe he coached the Ravens for a couple years and then he retires and does TV. It would be almost weird to me if he was like on the sidelines for the Lions. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe that's your, bank. your reads correct. Like coaching family. All he knows is coaching. Got to keep coaching. Coaches forever. But like, sometimes you just see coaches that are like, eh, I've done it. I, I kind of got it done. I don't think that happens. Ryan, I think Ryan Harbaugh Billick. comes back. I think Harbaugh comes back. I think like, he, yeah, I agree. I, I think he feels like there's more to do. I think he feels like that they aren't that far away from winning something, that he isn't that far away from really, like, you know, he wins another Super Bowl. He's a Hall of Fame head coach. He might be already. He wins another one. He's definitely won. He enshrines himself, you know, among, you know, the greats of the game. I think he probably, but like, I think if that's going to happen, he would sit up there with the cost and do it on Thursday. It would be crazy to me for him to try to drag it out. I think this is going to be a very state of the Ravens press conference. I think they're going to, those two guys are going to come in very confident about the pieces they put together. They're going to be, you know, they're going to be like, you know, we're going to, we can now actively negotiate with Lamar. We're going to actively negotiate with Lamar and see what happens. I think they're going to get very vague answers about it. And I think that they're going to say, we got Roquan Smith. We got Marlon Humphrey. We got Ronnie Stanley. We got JK Dobbins. We're really talented. It hasn't gone away the last couple of years, but have no fear. We trust our process and we're we're gonna be fine next year. I think that I think they're gonna come out and be confident. I don't think this is good. If they come out and are like depressing and demure, that would stun me. I think they are gonna be defiant. They're gonna be confident in what they're doing. I think they're, you know, there's a lot of, you know, clear closeness and relationship between DaCosta and Harbaugh. I think they're gonna come out unified as a team. And I think Bashadi's gonna back them. I think they're gonna come back. You know, as the you know, as the two prong thing, I don't think there's going to be any big move. And Steve Bashadi's not a big move guy, so I don't think he's going to initiate it. I think have to, Harbaugh would have to initiate it himself. I think 
they're very happy. They seem to be very happy with Harbaugh. And I think most Ravens fans should be too. I know there's like this, you know, giant anger pocket among the fan base that, you know, you know, and yes, there have been bad decisions made and whatever, but this guy puts the team in the playoffs every year. And there's no coach in the NFL that we've had in our modern lifetime, except for Bill Belichick, that is just like a college coach like Saban that rolls into the Super Bowl every single year and wins it. I mean, Andy Reid's got Pat Mahomes right now. He's only got one Super Bowl out of him. He might be the only one he gets out of him. So like, and they're not getting rid of Andy Reid anytime soon. To me, this is going to be, I think this is going to be a very, I don't think there's going to be a lot of drama in this press conference. I think these guys are going to be buttoned up. They're going to do what they do. They're going to get back on message. I'm sure they're pissed about how this has gotten away from them a little bit. I think this is the time to reset the deck. Now the season's over. You don't have to deal with the availability of Lamar. I would be stunned if this wasn't a very good presser from these two guys. I think they're both pretty good at what they do. We'll see what they say, but that's my thought. I think you're hundred percent right. I think they're they're gonna come out and and do the old, you know, dosy do the, the same thing they do every single year where they they talk about the disappointment of the shortcomings and say that they're gonna be accountable and work on the things. The only thing is the big matzo ball, and you you touched on that that pocket of angry Ravens fans um that want Harbaugh's head. It's 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 Roman. I mean, Roman's got to go. His contract's up. So, you know, people were expecting to wake up Monday morning or Tuesday morning and see you know, Ravens have fired or let go or parted ways with offensive coordinator Greg Roman. They're just not going to renew him. And maybe that's the topic that comes up and it's going to be one of the first questions asked. I, I can promise you that at the press conference. Um, but I, I expect them to move on from them. From, from Greg Roman, and that'll be that, and we'll be on the OC search. <clears throat> and the biggest thing that I think you're right about, Taylor, is they're going to come out and they're going to say all the same things with regards to the Lamar negotiations. They have all the incentive in the world to continue to say all the things that they've been saying where they're going to engage in good faith negotiations and and they're his you know he's their guy and they expect to see him here for the next decade and all those types of things that they've been saying for the last couple of years they're going to continue to say it whether they mean it or not because if they're looking for an exit strategy here it's going to be the exclusive tag for the two first round picks and they're going to trade them i mean that's the other option I don't see them just simply doing a regular franchise tag. I don't see them letting them just walk for nothing because they've got all the leverage in the world on that front. Um, they may be very comfortable giving them the franchise tag and letting them play under it. I have no idea how Lamar is going to react to it. If if that's the case, if they are expecting to give him the franchise tag and expect him to go out and play quarterback next season, I'm not all that confident that that's going to be a beneficial outcome for anybody involved. So for me, it's it's probably extension or trade. That's it. Because you can't have the same limbo that we've had the last couple of years where there's an incentive for Lamar at the end of the season, if he were to be injured, to do the same exact thing he did this year, which I guess is a good segue for us to talk about uh, You know what I wrote in the blog last week. I stand by every word of it. I mean, there's a sentiment uh, you know, post-game with Marlon and Calias and saying all those things that are supportive of the quarterback. Of course, he's they're going to be supportive. They're leaders in the locker room. They're not just going to trash their quarterback. He could be the quarterback next season. He was their quarterback this season. He's been the quarterback for the last four seasons. And I think that Lamar is genuinely well-liked in the room and respected. I think that there's been some transgressions and frustrations that have occurred, um, given all the things that I wrote, that um, you know the contract or, or what have you is somewhat played a role in terms of how he is how seriously he's taking some of these things like the rehab and 
um, some of the preparation for games and things like that. So um, for my hope personally, like I hope that everybody can just get back on track because like post game on Sunday, and I didn't really talk about this, but like that loss had the potential to be one of those like, wow, this is the end of the era, you know? Like it, there's there's extra it's extra demoralizing when you don't just lose, but you feel like you've wasted an opportunity on a good season. And the Ravens have done a really good job of that. And I'm going back like before Lamar Jackson. I mean, even even the Bengals fiasco on New Year's Eve, I felt like that defense was playing out of their mind, and we could have done great things with that team if they just got in the dance. Um, but point being, if we could just get everybody on the same page and moving forward and have Lamar focus in the same way he was in, in years past, I've talked to some people that were around in, in, in years past when he was, you know, playing better and, and, and the team was having great success 2019. They all brave about him as a leader. And there's leaders in the locker room that remember that Marlon Humphrey being one of them. He's, you know, Lamar can still be the guy here in Baltimore. I want him to be the guy, whether or not, things have just drifted too far at this point for them to ever kind of make up and move forward. I'm not sure. I'm hoping that's not the case. Um, but there's just a disconnect and I wish there wasn't. And that is exactly what leaves us in the state of limbo that we're in all off season. Can, can we play the percentage game? Like what percentage do you think? And, and Brian, you said you think it's extension or trade. Like what? Wh- what would you? Think? I would agree. I think I would agree with that. By the way, I think it's extension and trade. I don't yeah, see yeah, how this I, guy franchising for what it was it forty five million you'd have to give him or whatever it is. Yeah, for oh, yeah, for one year, it destroys your cat. I just there's no and way. And then again, you're you're just doing the same song and dance next year, which is like there's just no way they want. That's this. the bigger no problem is that you can't. Yeah. You just can't do the this narrative again. is brutal. You can't do this again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you? Um, before, sorry, before sorry, Artie, before you get there, just backs on the what you wrote. It's it's very interesting to um because I think I think you you'd heard as you said in there, you'd heard these like grumblings for a while. I mean, we this wasn't the first time offline we had like chatted. You the three of us have like chatted about this a little bit. And I think it's interesting because, you know, I, this is a tough thing for like a fan base to read because you want to believe that everything is, you know, hunky dory within the walls. And sometimes, as you said, like just because like there were certain things that you said in there that maybe were done wrong. And it's not like anyone's like come out and refuted what you said. So, you know, whatever. I mean, that's the other thing, whether that be journalists, team, whatever, like that doesn't mean that like, then I think people are like, well, you know, why wouldn't then all the guys go out and just say like, you know, Lamar did all these things wrong. It's like, as you said, they still probably really like this guy. He seems like, a, a totally likable teammate and a guy that competes really hard and wants to be there, but that doesn't mean there weren't habitual things he could have gotten wrong. Like those, those things can exist in the same world. Right. And that's what I think people cannot wrap their head around. It's like, mm-hmm. like you weren't calling this guy a bad guy or a lazy guy or, or any of those things. There were just things that clearly him and the team maybe weren't on the same page on. And that's affected the overall efforts of what everybody's trying to do. That could be rectified. They could, this, that, that didn't send him away. Like they could come to the table here and Lamar could come and be like, ah, guys, I don't want to do that again. We've got the piece here to win. 
let's sign the deal. And Eric DeCosta come be like, Lamar, we're on the same page. Maybe we're going to make a move at OC, but our philosophy is staying the same. This thing's built around you. We're going to go out and get some receipt. We're going to go get DeAndre Hopkins. We're going to go out and do whatever we need to do. And you're our guy. You, you're you loved in this city. We love you. You sell the tickets. You sell the jerseys. You win games. You win and you win and you win. That's all this guy does. And but let's, let's, let's put the train back on the tracks. But clearly there have been like clearly based on that and just based on not even if you wrote ever wrote that you don't have to be an idiot to or a smart to be look at this and be like there are clear communication issues with this guy and, and with the organization based on how people talk about this stuff publicly and based on how none of the teammates feel like felt they felt almost felt the need it felt like after the game to be like we saw this guy hurt like you know like and that's because there's been no communication from anybody else except till Lamar's tweets about like what his status is so that I just want to say before we jump into the I think the percentage is a good thing to do RDT but I just felt like like all these things can exist in one world. It's there's not always a yep. black and white situation to, and this is with any team. And by the way, with some teams that win Super Bowls, like there's there's stuff going on behind the scenes that win national championships in college, that win high school. I mean, like we've all been on teams. Not everything is great 100% of the time. And you work those things out and you hope that in this situation, the Ravens and Lamar can either come to an agreement that, hey, this is over. We're going to put you, we're going to send you to a good spot or the spot that helps us and you're going to go build something else or they come back and it's like, here's the money. Lamar's like, you know, let's ride <laughs> to quote Russell Wilson. And, yeah. and here we go. I, I just think like, you know, it's obviously depressing and it will be a depressing moment. If he leaves, if he is traded, that will be one of the truly disappointing moments in the history of the franchise. Um, if that happens, but it kind of is what it is. Strong, strong cosign on like everything you just said. Three things. I'm going to try to remember the three of them as I as I go. Um, number one, what I wrote and also what the players have been saying, he's a special talent and everybody knows it. He's unique. He's a great player. Nobody's ever denying that. And they have had their wagon hitched to him and they'd like to continue to have their wagon hitched to him. Two, I think we can all agree that to... To, on some level, and people may disagree on what level, but that Lamar has a right to be have some degree of discontent about the contract situation. I mean, he, he mm -hmm. deserves yep. to be paid because of point number one that I said, that he is a special talent and he achieved great things. He won an MVP award unanimously. Only Tom Brady's ever done that. He's a special player and he should be paid handsomely, hopefully by the Ravens, but we'll see. And number three is... At no point in the article, and I want to make this very clear, did I say that he needs to do anything of the sort in terms of just get your ass out there or anything like that. It was it was just more of a matter of, hey, the rehab wasn't quite taken as seriously, at least from an optical standpoint, to everybody around you in the, in the early going. So we don't know just how good or bad your knee could have been at some point in time. And I have no idea, and it doesn't seem like anybody else does, how what kind of condition his knee was truly in um, towards the end there. And I, and my emphasis there is that if his knee was not in a good condition to play, he should not have played. I'm not at all one of these Michael Vick, throw a brace on it and get out there. If he did, yeah, I, would, I would applaud it. I would, I would, I would commend it. Would I encourage it? I'm not so sure, but that's all relative to the condition of that knee. And I'm no doctor obviously. <laughs> um, but I stand by all the things I said, because I know them to be true. So 
it's just dis- it's disappointing to everybody everybody involved that that's just how things played out. Yeah, I think like the the, the last thing there for me is is um what you said and like I think what Jim Trotter said on the video, we talked about that a little bit like about Lamar and him not winning. Like both those things could exist in the same world. Like, and I think what Jim Trotter said was probably get information maybe he got from Lamar, like to try to clarify a little bit as a media voice. Mm-hmm. All that and stuff. By the way, I, I suspect that the tweet by Lamar came out because the Washington Post reached out to him with Sammy Watkins' comments. And so he says, oh, I better yeah. go say something about this because this is now this is about to come become and, something. Uh, what and 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 I think the the crux of the issue has been the entire time. What has been baffling is that, and I, I this is just me saying I don't know why. So I'm not. This is not a necessarily a criticism. There just was no clarification from anyone involved for a month. So like they everybody involved opened themselves up for all of this speculation and all of this angst. Like and maybe there was a reason nobody could say anything. I mean. You have whatever HIPAA if you want to hide behind that or like there's ways to freaking talk about it, though, without dealing with that. But whatever, like Lamar could have come out with that tweet two, three weeks ago and been like, look, I'm trying to get back. But this is not as this is not as easy as I thought. And just bear with me. Like, I'm trying to come back. Ravens Nation, you know, all love for. But this is why the underlying part of the contract situation is such a fascinating part of it, because as you said, I'm sure they're not ha- the Ravens aren't happy they can't get this guy signed, and I'm sure Lamar's not happy that all of his demands are not being acquiesced to based on the, what he's done for the franchise and how well he's played. All this stuff factors in. It is what it is. It's going to develop. RDT, to answer your question of what I'm assuming you're going to say, what's the percentage of does he resign or does he get traded? Yeah, I'm, I'm just honestly curious think where you both yeah, fall on it. I honestly think it might be no, a I was just gonna 350-50 at this point. It feels like a little bit of a 50-50. I might lean more just based on the last three weeks towards trade. But this is a team built around this guy. So ultimately when they get in the room, you know, is he going to want to get traded? Is he going to, you know, I don't know what the, let's throw the Jets out there because that is one of the ones thrown around. Are the Jets like made for Lamar Jackson? I mean, they've got some talent at receiver. The running backs are okay. They've got a nice defense. They're probably made to win with a good quarterback. That's not the you know Zach Wilson. But does he want to go to New York and deal with all that? All that comes with. I mean, there's just like you know he is beloved by the fan base. Like he is a king, a king in the city, a king, and everyone's all a lot of people are on his side. Like most people are kind of pissed at the organization. Like just resign this guy. Um, yeah, and I should say too, the organization is not without fault either. Like John Harbaugh was a bit confounded as to, as to what to say every week, but he also did not handle it in a very good manner. And I think the team could have been more assertive um, or hmm, how do I put this? Yeah, I get more, more assertive in communicating and demanding communication from him and those types of things, but it's just a sticky situation as a whole. And um, there's blame on both sides. And that's why I'm just like, man, I just hope both sides can meet in the middle and, and, and hash it out and move forward. Sorry, but continue. The Jets. No, I, that's no, that's it. I mean, I, I just think like it feels like a 50-50 because if th- there feels like he could get in the room and be like, okay, this is the best situation for me. And the Ravens are going to be like, and the Ravens could be like, what's, you know, 
they're going to talk like, what's the plan if we get rid of this guy? Who is the quarterback made for this roster that is made to win in this four-year window? Like they can't, the Ravens can't punt on the quarterback. Like they got to try to win because they've re-signed all these guys. So they can't tank because they're too good to tank. They have too much talent on the team. So they're going to have to, would have to figure out a plan to like, okay, if we trade him to New York, we're getting all these picks back and then we've got to go find somebody. Do we go get Derek Carr? Do we go in the draft and draft CJ Stroud or Bryce Young and try to like roll it that way with a rookie? Do we, I don't know. Do you go, if Miami's done with Tua, do you go get him? Do you go get, you know, Justin a stopgap? Yeah. Do you go try to get Justin Fields because they now could draft? I don't think they're getting rid of Justin Fields, by the way. That seems insane that they would get rid of Justin Fields based on, do they go get, you know, Kirk Cousins? Like, like, what do you go do? I, I like I don't know who they go get. And that's got to be a factor. Like they make box themselves in a corner. They have to sign this guy, which if they sign him, he's a freaking, I mean, he's great. I mean, maybe Lamar will, will get hurt all the time and be a shell of himself. Maybe that's what's going to happen, but they have to think about that too. Like they're built to win, right? Like, as you said, Banks, it is a clear sign. Signing Roquan Smith means they are trying to win right now. Like they would not have signed him. They would have traded Lamar for a bunch of picks, reset it for two years, and dealt with the fact that they have some guys on bigger contracts, but they locked themselves into an inside linebacker for a hundred million dollars. Like that's not a move a team makes when they're not trying to win. So either they're going to go get Lamar or they better have a plan to get a guy that's have a, let me throw up a Stafford level two years ago where you feel like you could throw him on a team and go win. Stafford's not that guy now, but who is that guy? I don't know who that guy is lying or like do you know tom Br- like, i don't know who the, the 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 person is at this point that they would go get but that has to be in the back of the mind too because if you can't get that guy you almost have to resign this guy and i know the ravens don't do anything like you have to do whatever like they, they stick to their guns but they've spent four years building the team around this guy it would be a it's amazing that it's even a question to this level that they would move on from him after all of the effort put in to make this his team right I mean that right. that is what's yeah. so interesting. It's been so interesting about the contract situation, and I think is what has what has pushed so much speculation over why this is. This felt just so. I remember when you initially said Banks, like maybe before last year, or even during the COVID year, we were like, ah, we were like, ah, is this contract situation going to be as easy as it seems like it's going to be? Because I think after the MVP season, you were like, well, we're just counting down the artificial days till we hear the Lamar Jackson giant contract record for a quarterback, you know, Baltimore's guy, Super Bowls are coming. It's amazing. It's even gotten to this point based on both Lamar's affinity and love for the team in the city, which he's been very consistent about until a lot of these negotiations and their clear, you know, trading, get him in the draft, build the team around him, give him a chance in the last Flacco year, you know, create this high-powered offense that accentuates his talents perfectly, that creates this incredible year. That's why it feels just like a 50-50 to me at this point. And I can't even believe it's a 50-50. Like, it's shocking to me that it's not a 80-20 he's resigning. But that's where we are. I, I've been, I've obviously, thinking back on it, like you and Taylor, like you said, like, you know, it, it's crazy that that they would think that, you know, they've been working on this for four years, this the entire franchise and team and building around him. And then it's like, can they really just let him like not let him walk, but can they really just move on from him? And it's like, I I mean, and again, it's, it's a weird coincidence because he's obviously been talking about him, but I think about the RG three thing in, in Washington, you know, in 2012 being like, this guy is going to be the star of the show for the next 15 years. Like there was no doubt in anyone's mind. Like this guy is made for this town. This guy is, is going to, 
absolutely own this city. And then again, it's like you blink and everything is done. And obviously, again, like there was other stuff. Washington is its own pile of dog shit. But, you know, again, it's it's, it's like, man, like, could you imagine if, if the night of Lamar's MVP speech in 20, I guess the year was 2020, I guess, um, at that award ceremony being like, hey, by the way, fast forward three years. And there's like a decent chance that he's not on the team right now. People, people would you would want you crazy. You'd be thrown in in a sane asylum, you know. So it again, I'm in that same spot where again I'm on the outside looking in, and to me, even even not as a Ravens fan, I'm just like it's it's mind bottling that anyone like like that that it has come to this because again, like you said, like oh this guy's gonna be here for a long time. He's gonna be locked up. Like he's going to. It's just it's it's a matter of fact and. Again, now we're here, fast forward, and it's like, shit, may, maybe not. Like, may, maybe this isn't how it ends, which, again, I think people would have called you crazy three years ago if you had said that. I think I'm at, overall, I think I'm between 35 to 40% that he's back with the Ravens next season. That's about where I'm at. I think I've got, like, in terms of vibes and things I've heard or whatever, like, it feels like 25% chance my heart and my logic in terms of the, all the things you just said, where it's like, Hey, we've got all the pieces. The guy is right here. He's literally in the uniform. Like he's a Raven sign him. And we go and we're contenders and we, we contend for a long time here. Like it's right in front of you. Just figure it out and get it done. My heart and the logic of that kind of brings that percentage back up to 35, 40% for me. But right now it just doesn't, doesn't feel or look good. Like the vibes are bad. And that's not like, I know I said in the article, like I've got this source and from last year and then all these rumors that just are very in line with it. And like, I'm hearing this across the board. Like I said, like there are, is like a circle of bloggers and, and, and people who cover the team that have all, all hearing the same things and people that are connected that I, I trust strongly that are all saying these things. So like the vibes are not good. I want the vibes to be better. I'm praying that the vibes get better. And that way they can have a good negotiation and try to get to some place where um, Lamar can feel like he's signing something he's happy with, you know? Because it just Deshaun Watson really fucked us on this one, huh? The Browns. Yeah, he, ca- well, he really screwed everybody. That yeah. contract screwed everybody. I'm going to say one more thing that we can move on for this because I think we, we've we've gone in the in all the right directions here. I just want to say to it was annoying me a little bit. I don't get annoyed by Twitter most of the time. I try to stay sort of like I'm on it all the time, working it, whatever. Like the amount of people banks that got upset with you for like writing it, I think it's just ridiculous. Like if you if you can't deal with the fact that like these are things that are happening and you know you're not an adult enough to deal with the fact that like you know people have got to put information out and trying to inform the like you you just just don't follow sports like i'm sorry like i'm not upset about no, it like I, no i know I, you're not i'm just like like no one you're not you weren't attacking the team you weren't attacking lamar you weren't calling lamar or anything you were just putting out what you heard and in, in your credit you and i will just say won't go into it a ton but you were you were you debated on putting this stuff out for like a year like a year so you know and it it dogged you for a while in terms of like what decision you were going to make on dealing with this stuff. And I think that's probably what a lot of people in a similar spot to you, the blogger sort of more fan oriented perspective. It's a tough thing to deal with because you just want to 
deal with the good stuff and promote the good stuff and be excited and get excited with everybody. Like we were at mothers. I mean, mothers is absolutely popping off on the 41 yard to Marcus Robinson touchdown. I'm like, this is what it's all about. Like we're here. Everyone's slapping hands. We're freaking out. Tyler Huntley, ba 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 ba. That's where you want it to get back to. It's not like you, you know, no one's trying to like take down the franchise. Everyone wants the franchise to be amazing. I, I, I mean, there's just not many things that give me more joy than this franchise being amazing. And they've done a lot of amazing things for a decade, more two decades, the entire Length, this has pretty much been a good team. I mean, we haven't had a lot of like bad teams. So I just want to say that to end it. Uh sure. Because I just I got annoyed by that a little bit. So. Yeah, I was well, I was just fed up with uh, the amount of bullshit that had been flying around for a long time and all the I don't know, just misguided hate. And I, I just I just couldn't do it anymore. Like it just Sammy Watkins, I think, hit, you know, well, he was a little out of pocket, to be honest, but um he said some things that I think had some truth to it, or at least in the perspective perspective of his teammates. And so, um, yeah, that's it. It's a weird one. So we'll see. This will be that. I would say if you were looking for our definitive Lamar Jackson conversation, which I know people have asked about, that was it. <laughs> we'll now see how information develops. I don't think there's much more to say about this until we get more information. And we'll, we'll, I'm sure there will be questions asked Thursday, and we'll see what EDC and Harbaugh have to say. So we'll address and, it at that point. Yeah, and and, and if, if you're still not pleased, I can assure you I fully expect that Greg Roman's going to go. I ex- fully expect he's gone. So hang your I, hat on that. I do think we are going to get some like all-time cliches from the press conference on Thursday. It's going to be the like, like yeah. you guys said, like, Listen, we're looking ourselves in the mirror. We didn't execute. We have to we have to focus on executing better. It's the same like hardball cliches that are just over and over. And like we're we're gonna watch the tape and we're gonna see what we can do better. And and we have to look ourselves in the mirror and execute. I, I want I want to I want to count on how many times execute is said. Yeah. And I also think just given just because we're kind of talking about each other's uh work and our um restraint, I think we all deserve a lot of restraint especially you, Eric, of all people, um, for even though it was my idea for not um, posting the video of Lamar Jackson limping around the field with his ankle <laughs> last, last year, year and pretending I... that it was this year during all those practices oh. last week. I wanted to so bad because I had I, I sent you the video and I was like, it crossed it my mind. And I, I knew that if I said it, it was going to kill Eric not to do it. And I kind of thought he would. And honestly, if he did, I wouldn't have been Whoa. mad. Well, when I sent you the video and then your response was, God damn it. I was like, oh, it's not a yes. It's <laughs> yeah, I just no. want him out on the field. Like, I, like That was legitimately that. a demoralizing every day waiting till two o'clock to see if he shows up to practice. And he wasn't. So it would have it would have been so funny. I know. People would have been so mad. Oh, man. I I had the, it may even still be in my drafts because I was like I was going to be like Stone Cold's music, you know, the glass shatters like, by God, it's Lamar Jackson. And people would have hated our fucking guts. Also, big credit to the uh, the grounds crew at at the castle for uh, the grass for upgrading the grass. We no longer practice on sawdust in January, so kudos yeah, you, to you guys. You don't have McAfee being like, "What are they practicing in a parking lot out there?" Yeah. Remember, like that was a castle conversation. The castle is like so pristine. The Ravens are so like good at that stuff. I wonder if they just had like some very like weird issue that caused the field to look that way. I'm sure they no, were so just mad. Bermuda grass. It's just Bermuda grass yeah. is dormant in January. It's the way it works. Look, watch, um, watch PGA West this weekend for, for the PGA tour event. You're going to see all yeah. the, the, 
the rough is all Bermuda grass. It's dormant. It's going to be brown. And the fairways are a different type of grass. It's going to be overseed and it's going to be green. And it's going to be like, what the fuck's that about? Golf is life. Golf is life. If the castle is so pristine and and kept up and all that, how do all those papers get on the uh, the front? Uh, We're not talking about it. It's a great question. It's a good question. Uh, At some point, hopefully that comes out. Someone will write like a tell-all book and they'll be out. Marlon's gonna uh, say it in Instagram Live like tomorrow, you know. Probably true. Shaq hasn't said it already. <laughs> yeah. He's entertaining. He is so entertaining. Yeah, and, and uh, yeah. So that's it. Not not much else, by the way, from the from the like locker clean out. There was some you know, Clayus Campbell said maybe I'll be back. Yeah, we maybe didn't be- talk about Dobbins as much because the whole the breadth of the of everything he said was was just fresh while we were recording the other night, but um, I don't know that much needs to be said other than, uh, yeah, buddy, you are correct. Yeah, I think no, that'll you, be addressed. You called him the best running back in football. Yeah, you called him the best running I back d- in I did, and I I stand by top three. Okay. Um, I Who else? I think um, Ben Powers might have said, I think he's a free agent, may want to be back. Is that – I think that's the other one. Um, uh, Marcus Peters and Ben Powers are kind of the two other free agent I think – I think Peters, I, I don't know. I, I had my words about him the other night. I think that dude stinks now. They've drafted a lot of corners. They may let him go. He has not made right. that splash play in, in quite a while. So Well, and again, he I mean, he is he is an older cornerback coming off an injury, you know, that's not easy to come back from. So it's like, sure. you, you know, you can't expect that. But you can't be a shit talker like him and then just get just trashed on the field. And and it, I think that part of his, his game is over. But again, he's a, he's had a good. He, yeah, he's he's 30. He just turned 30, so he turned 30 on January 9th. I think you bring him back if the price is right, one or two-year deal. Yeah, somebody may give him a longer it. term. Somebody may give him a longer term. They have drafted all these corners, and there's rumors, you know, they're mock drafts that have them drafting a corner in the draft, so in the first round. Yeah. Right? There's a lot if he of leaves, it's a comp pick. Yeah. So One, one good happens. thing about this season for you guys, Tavon Young did not get hurt. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's true. Wow! Take that one. Take that one to the back. Wow. Hang that banner. Didn't get hurt. Hang that banner. Is he in Chicago? I think so. Maybe he did. I believe get hurt. so. Yeah. He got hurt. He'll get when we trade Lamar to Chicago and get Justin Fields I back. Like, I kind of thought he we did get Tavon Young and there's a throw in the deal. Tavon uh, Young, Justin Fields in a one. We'll obviously be back next week. I'm sure there'll be news from the press conference, and and I would think if they're going to make a decision on Roman. We should know by the next time we pod. I mean, they're going to have to get into the the offensive coordinator sweepstakes. So, uh, you would think that you hear you're going to hear news. Yeah, on that as well. And that's that's the part where you know everything you said about hey, the team is built around Lamar. That is the one thing that's like a potential reset, different quarterback, different approach, different whole yep. thing. Yeah, uh, like yep. working against the favor of the bring him back type thing. Yeah, um, you could definitely you could go out and grab somebody that can throw. You trade for a receiver with the pick. That's available. You bring back Bateman and you reset the team a little bit. And you still have Dobbins, so you can still really run the ball. You just maybe don't have the dual threat situation and all the stuff they do. So, um, also, I think we... Tavon Young definitely got hurt this year. I'm like, <laughs> I was like, I don't know. I, that doesn't sound right to me at all. Oh, yeah. He didn't even make it out of camp. He got hurt and he got his injury settlement on September 17th. Well, he didn't get hurt for the Ravens. So we'll say that. Okay. Yeah. I, I yeah. That's okay. a good play for the Ravens. He could be out there, though. Moving on, yeah. the Orioles. 
do we really want to dive into this John Angelos thing? I don't know if there's really much to be said. I mean, what a, what a ridiculous presser to a certain extent. Um, I'm a little bit surprised that I'm almost a little bit surprised they even took questions at that. Like, I'm surprised he and Scott didn't just kind of announce it. And then to like expect the media there when you're bringing all your baseball media in there to not talk about baseball is shocking considering this guy is not available to the media that often. I guess he's now going to come back and be available to the media again. Um, so interesting. I mean, good for them for doing community outreach. And one of the things the Orioles have always done a good job of is like community outreach. They don't get a ton of credit for it because of the failings on the field, but I don't know. Dan Connolly skewered him in a column. Go read that. I don't have much else to say about it. It, like you said, it's just, I, I, it was laughable. Like when I read the quote, all I said was like, this is wild. Like what an insane spin zone. And then when you watch the video, it's like, oh, this is even worse. And like you said, I mean, the only thing that like, yeah, the reporters are going to ask questions because they were invited there. It's not like, like Conley wrote in the article. It's not like we like texted each other being like, well, let's, let's rush the warehouse and show up. Like they were invited. The It's an Orioles involved pod or not uh, press conference. Like. And again, when they Rich Dubroff asked the first question and it was about the Orioles staying and, and Angelo's kind of was like, oh, yeah, you know, we're, we're going to be here for a long time. And then was like, you know, but we're not here to answer questions about that and stuff like that. But it's like, what did you what do you expect if you invite them? They're going to they're going to show up and ask questions. That's their job. So the whole like using MLK Day as a shield to not answer questions was unbelievable. I mean, I've he he, he also I don't sorry. I Sorry, that's kind of. He also, I don't think, needed to do that much to get through the questions he got asked. Just nope. be vague nope. and be like, we're going to address that at a later date. <laughs> we're focusing today on this. Um, but, you know, and give vague, like, we want to be in Baltimore for a long time. We're, you know, Michael Elias has got the thing going in the right direction. You know, we have, you know, Orioles fans, there's a lot to be excited about. And, and that's going to be talked about, you know, as me and Michael Elias are available to the media next week. But I, I really, you know, love the city of Baltimore and want to focus on, you know, this partnership we're doing with the mayor. I, I what? No, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. Hey guys, you know, th- that's not why we're here today. I want to talk about the $5 million donation and, you know, on Martin Luther King day, I think it's important that we recognize, you know, him and his achievements and blah, blah, blah. And, and why we think this is such a good partnership moving forward. I'll answer some questions next week, but right now I don't think it's, you know, we're not going to do that. That's it. Yeah. Say that. It, or, yeah. Say on. that. Or, and you could give a vague answer to a lot of those questions. Like, are you signing a lease? We plan to be in Baltimore for a long time. I really, but I really want to focus on it. like, I, yeah. And I'm sure, I mean, this guy must have people around him. So I'm sure that's what they told him to say. And maybe he just messed up the talking points. I, I don't really well, know. And also he talked about baseball first. He was like, you know, I, I, have, I haven't checked, but you know, I think we're one of the, one of the only teams that has two, you know, number one prospects in back-to-back years, blah, blah, blah. So it's like, uh, so now the you're talking about baseball. part is the other weird part is as opposed to the last Six years. There's exciting things to talk about. People want to talk baseball. Why did you make it? Yeah, people are excited. They want to hear the owner talk about the team. I I just don't understand how this happened. Like the Orioles have such have done. We say this every time. And, you know, all of us know people within the organization. And I think they deserve an incredible amount of credit for some of the PR they've done the way they have built these 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 new guys the what they've done on social media they've totally revamped everything they've done an incredible job like they have made me feel i said this to one of the video people who used to work at maryland Tony Pratt. i was like you guys have done you guys did such a good job this year i had so much fun watching the team i mean so much mm-hmm. fun 
interacting with everything and watching it. And I'm so excited for this year and all the stuff, the amazing stuff I'm sure they're going to do. And then John Angelos goes out there and has the ability to just be like, Baltimore, we're coming. Baltimore is, you know, we love the Ravens, but this, you know, has been a baseball town for 50 years. And, you know, the old Orioles are back. The Orioles, you know, we got Mike Elias. We've got all this good energy. And he said he talked about MLK. I mean, what are we <laughs> doing? What is he doing? And like, everyone's and excited. Like, everyone's excited. We, uh. we could all use a little perspective. Like, okay, Dan. And again, like in his <laughs> article was like, he said it. he felt like it went from a press conference to being bullied in middle school. And he said, I fully expected John Angelos to shove me into a locker and try and take my lunch money. And then for him to go, you know, do you live here, Dan? Do you live here? Meanwhile, John Angelos has, he has a registered, his full-time address is Nashville, Tennessee. He has another house in Sarasota and then another house in Saratoga Springs. So Connolly was like, like, for you of all people to ask that, like, what are you doing, dude? I It was blog when I blog. Um, it was like a scene out of Curb Your Enthusiasm. If you yeah, could not yeah. picture Larry David being like, I'm okay, Dave. I mean, Dan, and just like, because it, it was, I cannot believe what I was watching. It was wild. And like you said, the Orioles have done a great job PR, social. That one, I was like, this. The word, and about it is like this was the first time and this it's so funny it happened after the Ravens lost because like on social in among friends people were like ah Ravens are over here come the Orioles we're excited about the Orioles mm -hmm. that's the first time I can remember anyone saying that in a long time a long time like it's fine it's Orioles season we're we got Gunner we've got Adley we've got all these guys this is going to be so exciting and then for and this will fade this is going to go away it's a it's a it's a 48 yeah. hour story it, it, it's you know maybe if John Angelus comes back out his next media availability and does weird stuff again this will not become a trend <laughs> and he'll but you know you mess up one time you know you do a bad job talking this will fade we'll roll into pitchers and catchers and everyone will get excited this isn't going to like kill the franchise it was just amazing to me that riding they're just you know Today, they had that graphic come out from MLB that was like, you know, everyone voted at the best farm system. And they just they're just going up, up. Everything's up, up, up. People even fall in love with this wall. And now they like the wall. Everyone is just in on the Orioles. I told you. I told you. Everyone, is just, everyone is just in on the Orioles. And then John Angelo is just like, you know, let's have a little perspective. I mean, what are you doing? I, <laughs> I will say, you know, it's funny that you go on back. No, I was just kind of thinking there's been... I wouldn't call it a, a, a narrative change, but a little bit of a shift in terms of the like people's attitude towards the Angelos family since John took over. And you've got John and you've got Lewis. And Lewis is clearly the kooky one. And mm -hmm. <clears throat> there's people that I think are at least a little bit behind John because he's kind of delegated to El Elias and let him do his thing for the most part. And so he's little by little, because the hole that the Angelos family has kind of dug PR wise with the city is so deep like that that takes little steps and little tiny linear progression to kind of change the narrative and then he just just absolutely plummeted back down like Angelos had done a great job of just kind of staying out of the way and just letting the process happen and letting the rebuild occur and 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 get the team you know say you know 
every once in a while, yes, we're committed to Baltimore. We're staying in Baltimore and then signed a damn lease already. And then um, here comes this whole situation. He just, he just undoes all of it in a heartbeat. And I thought Connolly did an unbelievable job of just like taking his time to then write a really measured, appropriately sarcastic and like just mm-hmm. well thought out piece where he just, it was a takedown piece, but it was also just like measured. It was perfect. It was a perfect uh, article by Dan Conley. The, the, the best uh, line in there was like, you know, Lou is suing John because Lou wants his piece of the team and thinks he has a right to. And it's like, but he was busy. John has been running the team because Lou has been busy, you know, practicing law because John couldn't pass the bar exam. And it was like, oh, okay. <laughs> like that's a hell of a line. It's a great line. Like, like, like Brian just said, it was a perfectly sarcastic co- like column. It was awesome. I, I highly suggest if you don't, if you have the athletic, go read it. Yeah. And the last thing I'll say is just, and they did it. It happened at, a thing that they did that was supposed to be just great PR. You're like sitting there with the mayor. You've put this money into the city. It's a great partnership. We're helping. This is the Orioles. We we're engaged with in Baltimore with, and somehow they spun it. It got spun into it. I just feel bad. I kind of just feel bad for like the people uh, in the organization that had to Brand- do it. Brandon Scott's got to feel like Mike, Mike Myers with Kanye West. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like that's what, so I, I went on a oh, podcast man. with Rob Bradford from WEI today to talk about it. And he said, if I'm Brandon Scott, I cut in. And that's when I say, no, no, no. You're the one that is is being inappropriate here, John. You know, obviously that would never happen. But he was like, if I was Brandon Scott, obviously an African-American mayor, I he would have said like, hey, he, he's not doing anything wrong. You're the one being disrespectful by invoking MLK day as a reason that you won't answer a question about a baseball team, which again, I'm like, that's not a bad point. The whole thing was just incredibly awkward and and awful and just a terrible look for, for John. Don't, don't let this whole press conference distract you from the fact that Darren Ravel has at least nine Rosa Parks related. And he thinks it is cute that you will call him racist on that day. He has a signed Rosa Parks NAACP card. That is that that, that situation that, is bizarre. That clip is an all-time clip. It's so good. <laughs> um, last last word thing. There's there's not a ton of other team news. This came totally out of the blue in a very slow time before the Orioles kind of gets ramped up. Um, plan to have plan to have some Orioles guests as we go through towards spring training. RDT's got all the uh the thing out. Don't don't want to throw the names out there because you know we'll get them as we as we get them booked. But um, you know trying to trying to get that ramped up and and want to you know you know, be very on our Orioles coverage as we go through the year. This should be an exciting year. So want to get those, some of those younger guys involved, get them on the pod and, and chat with them and, and cannot really cannot wait for spring training. I, this is the first time I can remember being excited for spring training in a long time. So that should be fun. And it, it will be, it's much easier. We, I think I've said this before, like when we started the pod, this was a very Raven centric pod just because the Ravens are good and the Orioles were so bad. And I love that there's going to be some more balance this year to be able to kind of talk more, you know, nicely about the Orioles as we roll through. Um, and not be like talking about mass in disputes or the Angeles yeah, family. You shitting on the app like, for thirty yeah, minutes. Yeah, me going. Yeah, me going on. About I can see the stadium from my house, but I can't watch it yeah. on my phone. This is <laughs> that. Uh, valid, uh, valid argument those, though. Valid those argue. are the days. I was so mad about that. Come on, it's it's streaming season, baby. Uh, I can fucking hear the crowd. I can smell boobs. <laughs> I can't see. Yeah. <laughs> You're down ten to one of the Rays right now. Yeah. Yeah. 
I'm like, so yeah, that's how we sing up here, pod. Like, yeah, I'm like listening to the fireworks show, and I'm, I can't get anything on my phone as I'm sitting here because I can't watch on my computer. I can't watch this freaking team. God, make it convenient for me. All right, starting five draft presented by Fed Thrill. Um, we are doing, I guess, in line with the potential Lamar Jackson separation. We are. Oh, promo code. Um. Promo code X52, 20% off the Fed Thrill sunglasses. I apologize. Sorry, Fed Thrill. Not a lot of sun lately, but eventually it will come back out. Um, so get your sunglasses ready for that. Breakups. We were doing breakups. Best breakups, most notable breakups. We shall see. Um, that is a starting five draft. Banks, you have the first pick. RDT, you have the second pick, and I have the third pick. So the starting five draft presented by Fed Thrill. Breakups. Banks. Shaq and Kick Kobe. Off. Shaq and Kobe. Mm. Yep. I mean, it's just an absolute dynasty that fell apart there. Um, and two just big time egos, big time characters. Um, I Shaq is just is an all-time sports character. I don't know if if we've done anything that falls in line with that draft-wise, but he's something different. And the way that that played out and um Hey Kobe, how my ass tastes! Happened. Like that whole thing. Like Hey Kobe, how my ass tastes is not talked about enough. It's not. That's great. It's really you also, that happened he now. Talked, he openly talked about being like, "Yeah, I wanted to have Kobe killed." Remember that? <laughs> like in his book, he's like, "I wanted to set a hit out on Kobe Bryant." Like unbelievable. That's crazy. what I'm talking about, Shaq. Like you, you get something like that, but you, you also <laughs> get a story about how he's at he's at the store and he sees. Uh, some, Paying some for mom, fit, yeah. yeah, buying for some kids, some kids college supplies and stuff and buying yeah, a whole yep. store for people and shit like that. Like, um, oh, yeah, my ass days. <laughs> yeah. I forgot about that. And Christmas, uh, I mean, I'm not a, I've talked about rated things going, but that was an all time must see TV. It, it was TV. must watch it. It yep Heat Lakers it yep I remember watching it it was that was such a huge deal yeah and and the best was like because I literally watched this clip like last night or two nights ago on TikTok and it was like because it was like top fifteen break you know blah 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 like the the rematches and Shaq just doesn't even look at Kobe and I think it's Tim I think it's Breen what's it Mike Breen and he's like go oh, and you know Kobe and Shaq there they are and they're like Shaq just looked straight over his head and he did he just didn't even look down at Kobe he just he just stared right over him. But yeah, I mean, that, that, that was, that was a huge one. That was, that was the biggest one in the NBA and, and maybe the biggest NBA one ever. That's, so that's a, I think it's a very accurate and very, very good pick for this draft. RDT. Um, I'm, I'm going, I'm sticking with NBA. I'm going LeBron and the Cavs and Dan, mm. for, mostly versus Dan, Dan Gilbert, because again, of the whole, the, the, the childish, letter um, from Dan Gilbert and comic Sans declaring that, that the Cavs would win a championship before LeBron, which obviously did not happen. Um, And then, and then it kind of came full circle when LeBron went back there, obviously, and, and brought a championship there. But I mean, that, that, that breakup, I guess you call it a breakup. I'm going to call it a breakup for this. Um, Again, it was nasty. I mean, how, how often do you have an owner? coming out and just absolutely shitting on a player that technically isn't on his team. is not on his team anymore. So I'm sure like, I don't know what the, what the league rules are for that, but 
that was that was a wild era and and obviously lebron wasn't the most liked and then he kind of came back and fixed it but at first that was a very that was a bad and, and gross breakup there and just fueled on by dan gilbert and his comic sans letter written on microsoft word yeah that yeah the and the the um the decision was an all-time just a truly all-time where were you moment yeah yeah um, my, hey Maya Moore had a decision this morning didn't she yesterday um, I'm more retired. Yeah, I'm more retired. Oh, correct. I first great, I saw great that UConn line, Husky. Like, great UConn Husky. I love my Huskies. The the headline I saw was like Maya Moore to go on Good Morning America, and I was gonna be like, oh, is she pulling a decision, and then it was like to retire, and I was like, oh shit, all right, never mind. So yeah, shout out Marty. Go UConn. Go UConn. We love UConn on this pod. Um, shout out to Anna, the UConn PR person. That is yeah. my friend. We love maybe UConn. that's the tra- <clears throat> maybe that's the trajectory we're on. Uh, Lamar goes to South Beach, takes us downs down there, and then he comes back and wins us the Super Bowl. I don't know. That would be electric. That would be absolutely electric. They they would get real nasty if he did a decision. If he just hit straight up free agency this <laughs> offseason and then did a decision. Could you oh, imagine gosh. the Baltimoreans in purple camouflage? The- oh my god! People of Dundalk would. I, I oh can't. boy, here I, we I go. I can't. I can't. I can't. Oh jeez, I can't. Um, I'm gonna have to get a clarification here. Um, can I take as a group all of Taylor Swift's breakups, or do I have to pick one? I don't care. Should probably take one. Okay, I had one picked out. If that was the ruling, I'm taking Taylor Swift and Jake Gyllenhaal, which gave us all too well. Okay. I, I have to. I I'm mean, not gonna fight a, that. I may take four more Terrell Swift breakups because of how much good music they produced, but I think you have to pick Hall because All Too Well is sort of the Taylor Swift holy grail. All Too Well regular version, All Too Well 10. Um, absolute, Jake Gyllenhaal can absolutely take every lap around the sun till the end of time. Get the hell out of here. But thank God T Swift broke up. Thank God he didn't show up to her birthday. So we get that song. What a freaking song. So thanks to Jake. Clown. Glad Taylor's happy with Joe Allen now. I'm taking that. I saw on on a list, I saw Taylor Swift versus country music, like breakups. It was just like she just doesn't do country anymore. Yeah, I mean, she could just come back and do it better than everybody else, too. So whatever. I giggled. I thought, I thought it was funny. Yeah, no, it's funny. That's funny. So, yeah, Taylor and Jake. We'll see if I take another Taylor one. I don't think it's totally out of the question. And then I'm going to take – I'm going to stay in the celebrity realm. I'm, I'm going to not even delve into sports yet. I'm going to stay in the celebrity realm. This was, I think, the, the first celebrity breakup that really resonated with me. I'm going to take uh, Britney and JT. I'm going to take Britney Spears and Justin Timberlake. That was a huge deal. Those two were – you know, mm-hmm. at the peak of their powers in that like 0102 range. Uh, JT maybe peaks at future sex love sounds, but um, he certainly was gigantic. Um, they break up. JT does the the um, Crimea River video Crimea, with like the yeah. Britney lookalike. I mean, just had all the things you want for a celebrity breakup. I don't know if she, I'm probably missing something. She, I'm sure, did a song about him, but I don't, it's not coming to my head. So, any podcast listeners that have that information can can tweet that at me. But just an all time celebrity breakup. But I was always a bit, I was always a big, I was a big on both of them, but I think I'm a bigger JT guy. So, I, I sided with JT. I, I, I think JT's the man. Britney's got good songs. She's kind of, 
you know, flown off the wagon here a little bit, but um, you know, still a Timberlake guy, and now he's with um. Oh, why is this escaping me now? Oh, this is terrible. Uh, Je- Jennifer Beal, Jessica Beal, Jessica, Jessica Beal, Jessica Beal, Jennifer Beal, Jessica Beal. Yeah, Jessica Beal. Seems like they're great. So I'm gonna take that. I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take Britt and JT. Good pick. Yeah, the pretty the pretty look alike in Crime River. That was a big freaking deal. I don't know if you guys remember that. That was a big deal. Oh yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Every day. I, I, the Britney Spears song was allegedly every time was about uh, JT. So yeah, yeah. J- JT won that one too. That, that you want Crimey River is a Crimey River is an all timer. I remember. I mean, I think that was on a making the video, and it was like a great making the video. That that's another show that we need to have like <laughs> throwback MTV shows. Making a video was making awesome. Video. Making a video was awesome. It was so good. Yeah. And then at the end, they'd be like, "And now the world premiere." So good. Um, <laughs> the world right, premiere of, my... of, of of Creed's newest video. <laughs> Yeah, they'd be like, alien ant farm. <laughs> and are you okay? <laughs> yes, yes. Give it to me. So good. Uh, um, my, my second pick. I'm going Ross and Rachel. I mean, oh, they were on a break. They weren't on a break. They were definitely on a break. And 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 just the back and forth. You know, I don't want to spoil the show. It's been over for 22 years, I think. But I think that's still. I don't want to spoil it for anyone. Um, but they were on a break, and again, everyone knew that they were right for each other. Ross says he says Rachel's name at the podium when he's trying to marry Emily, and and it's just it was a nightmare. It was a nightmare. Um, that's a breakup that devastated me. Uh, talking about friends, of course. Uh, top top five three show of all time, maybe. But again, I mean, just two very two very likable characters. Rachel the goat, uh, big Rachel Jennifer Aniston fan, so. I could not take that. I had to take Ross and Rachel, and I figured that was safe, uh, safe not taking it in the first round with, with you guys. So I'll take it in the second. Ross and Rachel, they were on a break. I don't know much to add. I've never, not that I have anything against Friends, just never gotten totally into Friends. So, but I, definitely I do. Notable. I do. It's a trash television show. Wow. Oh, it's great. It's not. It's, it's not. a great show. It's, it's it's not even not even mid. <laughs> it's terrible thanks you have two um i'm gonna go with one that is is more of a favorite um not that it's not good in its own right mostly because we were the benefactors of it i'm gonna go with steve smith and the panthers um that got pretty nasty there at the end and then he just went on a revenge tour he to some degree may have come to Baltimore just because we were on their schedule the next year. And <laughs> and the performance he put on with the two touchdowns against them was amazing. The quotes on the sideline, the quotes coming leading up to the game, quotes, 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 Steve Smith, just an absolute content factory. And those first couple of years I was with Barstool where like, okay, 2014, we had a team that was in the mix. Um, and then he joined in 2015, 2016, some dud years for the most part especially 2015 but having him in the locker room with quotes and and saying that his uh his shoelaces have more character than Jalen Ramsey and Ramsey's rookie year just all-time stuff I love Steve Smith and uh the breakup um but the Panthers is is one that is uh a good one the good one good one that is a good one. Hard, yeah, hard not to love Steve. Who doesn't love Steve Smith? Yeah, he's the best. He is. He really uh, is. Great Ravens. Akib, Akib Talib, um, 
<laughs> Anyone in the in the Bengals Robin secondary? Pac-Man Jones, maybe. Uh, 35, trash. 38, trash. 42, fuckboy. That's a great clip. That's such a vibe. <laughs> <laughs> So Barstool put out, by the way, speaking of clips, sort of like Barstool put out the clip yesterday, and I'm not a, the 5-5 five, five doc is very good. That clip of them just talking about Christian Leitner, where they're like, they're like, pretty boy, a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> that video is so funny. Without context, it's perfect. Without context, it's so, it's funny. so, it's so funny. It's so funny. Great documentary. Yeah. Uh, Banks, you have another one. Um... I don't know that the highlight of this relationship per se was part of the breakup, shockingly, but I'm going to take uh left eye Lopez and Andre rise. Are you guys familiar with this? Wow. Left eye RIP left eye. He burned yeah. down his house rip. She burned down his house. <laughs> <laughs> that is unbelievable. It says, Verizon dated Lisa Lopez of TLC on and off from 1993 to 2001. Their relationship was rocky with domestic violence allegations. Okay, that's not very fun. Um, that's during not fun one alter, no, it's not. That's not okay. During one that's altercation bad. in 1994, so this is on the front end of their on and off relationship. Lopez lit his shoes on fire on in the bathtub, resulting in his house burning down and her being charged with first degree arson. And they made it seven more years. That's but wild. That's absolutely wild. That jumped out to me, just burning down, burning down Andre Risen's house. Did she like she like put all his clothes in a bathtub and then just lit him on fire? Yeah, he lit his shoes on fire in there. Yeah, that's a good one. RDT. Um, man, uh, I'm gonna go Steve McNair and the Titans. This killed me. This got me. Yeah, I mean the way that it all went down, like where where he had had back surgery, and he tried to rehab at the facility, and Bud Adams locked him out of the facility, saying if he got hurt there, they would have to pay him, and 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 they, I mean, that was the end of it. Obviously, I mean. Again, the guy gave his heart and soul to the team, and and it was just over like that. His key card didn't work. Got you know uh, an MVP, and they wouldn't even let him in the building. And obviously, he gets traded to Baltimore. You know, thirteen and three, and they kind of laid an egg in that in that playoff game. And and like I I still don't feel like McNair got the respect from the Baltimore fans that he that he deserved just because I loved him so much. And then they turn around and gave his number to some scrub kicker who ended up being okay, but um. That was my go-to early on. He didn't wear that his rookie year. Well, what JT's rookie year? What number was he? I thought he was always nine. Wasn't he always nine? I don't know. But but that was my go-to like early on, being like, "Fuck the Ravens." They they gave his number to some kicker, and then like two years in, being like, "Ah, shit, never mind. This guy's pretty good." Um, yeah. Again, I mean, it just got very, it got very ugly, and that was that was at like my age where I was like obsessed with. I mean, I lived and breathed football, and again, like, I mean. Not that I don't now, but it was like everything, and and that killed me when 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 they ended up trading him, and especially to the Ravens, I was just I was in hell. I was going through it. Um, so that's yeah, that's gonna be one of my uh, one of my bad uh, my bad breakups. Steve McNair and the Titans. That's a tough one. I'm gonna just stay outside. I might not do a sports one for this. I'm just gonna stay outside of sports. I- I'm take. I mean. 
True love for me was a little dead. I'm taking Zach Efron and Vanessa Hudgens. I mean, you watch High School Musical and you're like, this is forever. You know, Troy and Gabriella. You know, some rocky stuff for Troy and Gabriella in the movies. But spoiler alert, they end, you know, together after the third one. Um, if you haven't seen it, I don't know what to tell you. And if you haven't seen it, you should go. You should go watch all three. But they were dating in real life as well. Um, you know, I think they started in 2005, had a, had a, you know, um, you know, connection after the audition. She confirms it in like 07, you know, they're attending events together. There's rumors they're engaged, you know, they're going, you know, in 2010, they're still going. And finally in 2010, they, at the end of 2010, they break up and, you know, I'm an Efron guy. I'm a Hudgens guy. It was a perfect couple. It spoke to just my feelings about the movies. And for them to break up was truly devastating. So I have to take Zach and Vanessa. It's hard. It's very hard. I have, I have, I have nothing to add. Um, I'm sure it's a good that's fine. It's fine. I'll just, I'll just, you know, wallow in sorrow here by myself. And with that said, I have to, I have to take another, another one in pop culture. I got to take one direction. That was a huge breakup, huge mm-hmm. breakup. One D Zane leaves and now they're just doing all their own solo things. And all of them pretty much stink except for Harry Styles. So it didn't really work it, out it, for anybody, but um, you know, one direction was huge. That was a huge breakup. That made me sad. Those guys make, those guys made bangers. I, I don't know what to say, you know? They're, they're, it's very similar to NSYNC and how they split up and one guy is obviously much more talented than everyone else. Yeah. You know, I mean, Harry Styles is on a Justin Timberlake, you know, projection. I, or, you know, he's his war, I think, if you calculated it, is is right on pace with, with Timberlake's. Now, we'll never get Harry Styles crying when he's high on punk, but that's a different story. <laughs> I'm sure he'll do something similar. Harry Styles actually, like, Guests hosts the Corden show. Now, I don't think Corden's even on that thing anymore, but he used to guest host when Corden, James Corden did do his late night show. And he's very good, like was very engaging. He had, I mean, there, if you want to watch one of the all time on TV sexual tension videos, it's a segment between Harry Styles and Kendall Jenner where it is. I mean, they might as well have been the only two people in the room. It is a hell of a video. It is a hell of a video. And he is hilarious in this video. Like he is so funny. That dude is that dude's talented. That dude's super super yeah, he's, uh, he's, charismatic. He's the man. It, yeah. I I realized like I think it was like last summer where it was like when I, when people were like this Harry Styles album is awesome and I was like wait he's not just like isn't he just like a pop singer for girls and it's like no it was very it became very clear very quick like no this guy just makes bangers like it's all he does yeah. make hits yeah uh, RDT. Um, I am going to go, I'm going to, I'm going to double dip and I'm going to take one that I've already, that a, a character that not a character, a person I've already taken Vin, uh, Vince Vaughn and Jennifer Aniston in the breakup. Wow. Great movie. In the movie. That, yeah. That's one of my favorite movies. I, it is wow. so good. Wow. Like the movie. Yay. Nay. I don't think I've seen it. I've heard good things. Oh, oh, it's so good. Yeah. Um, I have nothing bad to say about it. I just, I just, I just haven't seen it. Oh, it's a fantastic movie, and it's—I don't want—I well, don't want to ruin it for you then. But the, like the scene in the movie when when he's sleeping on the couch and she brings the date over and she's getting ready and then they end up playing Madden and he doesn't even want to go on the date with her anymore. He just wants to play Madden against Vince Vaughn. It's <laughs> such a funny scene. It's so good. I love everything about it. And again, Jennifer Aniston is is top notch. 
And then Vince Vaughn is this was when Vince Vaughn was like at his peak too, right after Wedding Crashers. So very good movie, very, very funny movie and and a, a fun couple to watch kind of break up in the movie. It's it's very good. Uh, Banks, you have two more to complete your team. Uh, I'm going to take Babe Ruth and his wife that he murdered. There it is. Wow. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Are you familiar, Taylor? Yes, I, I didn't think this would be taken. <laughs> yeah. Um, you could do some research on that one. You can make up your sure. mind on that I, one. But I, uh, I can't say I'm too I'm too um aware of the story, but you know, it's written down on the board. It's written down on the board. Babe Ruth may have murdered his wife. Alleged murder. Alleged. Alleged. You have anything to expand on that one? Or you uh, that one? I mean Sleeping pills, fire. Well, yeah, I, I think, think the real one, new no. new guy in the picture was at the boss at Boston Garden for Jesus. boxing matches. It's very 1927 of them. Um, <laughs> just a little sus. That's all. Just a little sus. And then I guess last pick here. Uh yes, yes. I'm surprised that you haven't taken this, Taylor, but I'm going to take Rory and Caroline Wozniacki. Ooh, my girl, I loved Caroline Wozniacki. As do I, but big time sports power couple there for for a minute, and it just didn't work out, I suppose. There was some some rumors out there involving a coffee table. Um, (laughs) Those are out there. uh, I will also leave it at that. They also both seem like very lovely people to me. Yeah. Like you see Carolyn Wozniacki get interviewed and you're like, she seems like nice. And then you see Rory, he's like super thoughtful. And apparently he's like the nicest guy on tour. That is like the, the, yeah. is that he's nicest to all the volunteers. He tips everybody, he signs balls for everybody. He's like the, the salt of the earth on the tour. So it's, you know, it stinks that sometimes love doesn't work out. Yeah. And Woz went on a little <laughs> bit of a run there too. When I mean that, I mean like on social media, Stunting. What was the Aki? She did. She did. She went on her cauldron. And now she's now she's a kid with David Lee, former NBA I know, player. So I know. good for her. It's crazy. And what he's he married. I think he married like a PGA tour employee. They both seem very happy. So it worked out well. Yeah. Uh, David Lee, yeah, Florida Gator. Go Gators. Yeah. He's good on that chomp, team. Chomp, 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 chomp. Um RDT, you have uh one more pick. All right. We're going Kelly and Ryan on the office. Many of the, the multiple times that they've broken up and got back together. I think my favorite was the the um <laughs> when when he finds out he's getting the job and he's facing away from her and he just says like he hangs up the phone with David Wallace and he's like, Kelly, we're done. And she and she like screams or does something and he just smiles and he's like, Yeah, we're done. And he's just so yeah. happy. <laughs> it's the end of uh it's, so good. it's the end of season two. Yeah, yeah, because it's when it's uh, it's like a rum, cold um, close or whatever you would call that. Yeah, yeah, because it comes back out of nowhere and then they do that. But that's when Jim thought he was getting the job and then he withdrew his name and then Michael assumed he was getting the job and he didn't. And then Ryan's the big time boss and he can't be held down by Kelly. And I could have said Kelly and Kelly and well, I can, I'll, I'll hold on to it for um, honorable mentions. But Kelly and Ryan, I think two of the more underrated characters on the show. Ryan may be my favorite character. It's just he's so funny and 
as is Kelly. She's she's I, very good. I so. just like got caught up with Comedy Central last night with a bunch of those season eight episodes on, and it's just uh, yep, that's bad. I, I saw it. they finished not... this morning. I, and I, I had just, it on when I was working. And what I hate most is like there's characters that they just they just Ruined. lost they just lost their way with the characters. And Ryan, I think, is one of those. Nobody more than Andy, I think. Yeah, Andy pre, was way up to deep end. Pre-anger management, Andy is an awesome character, and most <laughs> everything after that sucked. Yeah, I mean, him doing the American Idol with Aaron Rodgers, like that's when it's like, all right, just fucking get this doing? over with him. Yeah, that was bad. And and like the whole boat, like him and Aaron yeah, in that Florida was with the old lady. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Like I watched the last two today, and then it restarted. Like literally, as we started, I was watching like the um um the 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 flonkerton episode so we're we're back to when you when you'll get the rotation tomorrow we're back into like late season one early season two so mm-hmm. we're 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 smooth sailing from here on out oh there's just so many so many places to go with this last pick um i can't leave the draft without taking something from a teen drama i simply cannot i have to take something um, and I really, uh, I'm torn. I'm very, very torn. Do you guys have any, any thoughts on what I should take? I, I, one just came to me. Um, let me see if you say one of the ones, if you say one of the ones I'm thinking of, this is what I'll take. We'll see if we're on the same page. Elsie and Steven, Kristen and Steven. No, I, no, I'm, I'm not going I, that I'm, direction. I like that. I like where you're going there. I'm not going that direction, but I like where you're going there. I'm going to take the – Banks okay. is talking about the mic is gone. The douchebag that John B. steals uh, – what's her name from? <laughs> oh, no. um, yeah, from OBX. Um, by the way, that's coming I, back in a month. We're yeah, going to have to do I, like a full review of that show. I'd here. die for John B. I would have yeah, died <laughs> Remember when we were doing that? I was doing that. I say that like every episode that I would die for John B. <laughs> what is that show? That was well, not going down this road. Um, by the way, he's dating Kelsey Ballerini, Chase Stokes, the guy that I'm talking. Mike is gone. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. 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 I'm going to take Chuck and Blair from Gossip Girl. I considered a lot of other ones. They, bro- they broke up and got back together about a million times. Neither of you guys have watched this show. Um, one of the all time fractured couples. Chuck Bass is one of the all time absolute clowns for a while there. And then he kind of gets it back together. A lot of bad stuff happens to him. You know, Blair gets with everybody else in the world and, and they, they eventually uh, spoiler alert. They eventually end up back together at the end of the show. Essentially. Oh, that chip bass, but I haven't watched the end of that show in a while. So I hope that's right. If there, if there's <laughs> gossip girl, people that want to come after me for that. I haven't watched the end of gossip gonna, girl in like five or six. Years. I was going to ask how many, how many of our listeners are like nodding along? Like, yes, no. good pick. Good pick. Yeah. XOXO gossip girl. Hmm. Sure. That's life on that's life on the upper east side for you. All right. Um <laughs> anyway. There was there, uh, the other ones considered, by the way, were uh Lila and Tim Riggins on Friday Night Lights, hmm. uh Marissa and Ryan on the OC. Um were, and Brooke Davis and Lucas on uh, One Tree Hill were also all considered there. And um, so, yeah. 
all shows that everybody should watch. Take you can have The Wire, you can have Breaking Bad, you can have Better Call Saul, you can have all these freaking shows. Go watch, go watch eight seasons of One Tree Hill, and have you come talk to me about what good TV is. Here's the draft: Shaq and Kobe, big stick, Shaq and Kobe, um, Steve Smith and the Panthers, Left Eye Lope. I did not expect Left Eye and Andre Ryzen in this draft. That's a hell of a pick. Um, mm-hmm. Babe Ruth and his wife. I'm not touching that one. And Rory and Caroline Wozniacki. <laughs> I t- uh, oh, sorry, RDT took LeBron and the Cavs. Um, I am going to watch The Wire, by the way. I don't want to be attacked for that statement. Ross and Rachel, yeah. uh, Steve there and the Titans, Vince Vaughn and Jennifer Aniston in the breakup, um, and Kelly and Ryan from The Office. I took Taylor Swift and Jake Gyllenhaal, um, Justin Timberlake and Britney Spears, um, Zach Efron and Vanessa Hudgens. Ugh. Ugh. You are the music in me. <laughs> One Direction. <laughs> <laughs> One Direction um, and uh, Blair and Chuck from Gossip Girl. Any honorable mentions? And then we'll get to the Nick Cannon medley as we wrap up the pod here. I should have taken Vinny Chase and Mandy Moore. Oh, yeah. good one. I, think, I know. Yeah, I good one. I was thinking like Ian Sloan and, and you know, but. Yeah. You know, they, you know. Um, I had Manny and the Orioles, uh, McDonald's and Chicken Selects, Kim K and Chris Humphreys. I'm kind of shocked Tiger and Elon didn't get. I thought about it. It was on my board. Yeah, I'm not going to go out, my guy. Red Favre and the Packers. He had an Um, illness. And then I had Take it easy on Tiger. (laughs) Then I had uh, Eric and Donna on that 70 show. Oh, wow. Another great show. Another great show. Yeah, I mean, my honorable mentions, I kind of said all my teen drama ones. There were some other celebrity ones, like, you know. Brad and Jen, Brad and Angelina, uh, Puff Daddy, J Lo, Selena and Justin Bieber. Um, well, you guys, I'm sure, big into the the recent Noah Beck Dixie D'Amelio breakup. I'm sure you guys are following that one along. Um, the looks I just got is exactly what I wanted to get. I've heard there that episode of BFF. Four yeah. total names in that, and I've heard of one of them. Um, Pete Davidson and Ariana Grande was a big one a couple years ago. Generated some good Ariana music. Um. Thank you. Next. Um, Kim and Kanye, I guess. Kim, yeah, I, I, Kanye. I, I can't even delve into the Kanye. There's a lot of Kardashian things that get thrown around here. Just none of it feels. Any- Somehow he's gotten a second mention on this episode. Yeah, none of none of that. None of that feels very fun. Um, um, Steve McNair and his mistress. Um, oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Okay. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay. We could do Ray Lewis in the white suit. That was a good. Oh, pick up. <laughs> here we go. Oh man! By the way, it's I only lost like Billy Ray, Billy Ray Cyrus, and Tish this. Cyrus broke up this year. How about that? Didn't oh yeah, that. he's already remarried. I think is he? Oh, and Tom Brady and Giselle Someone just did. happened like three months ago. We could have. Oh, Lan- Lance Armstrong and Sheryl Crow. Oh, the first. I'm singing a lot on this show, baby. I know. Um, I'm sure, people <laughs> enjoying that. <laughs> Imagine being married to that guy. Yeah, he. Let me tell you what he comes you off like such a jabroni. He, he comes off like such a jabroni in that. In that, he is unapologetically a clown in that documentary they did about him on ESPN. Yeah, but he was great in uh, dodgeball. He yeah, great in dodgeball. He is good. He's good in dodgeball. Anything else? I mean, there's a million we could go through. I'm not gonna go. I had a million celebrity ones, but I'm not gonna go through them. Seal and Heidi Klum, Gwyneth Paltrow, and Chris Martin. Fucking Chuck Norris. <laughs> Kristen Stewart and Robert Pattinson. Shush. 
That sets some people on fire. Sheesh. Miley Cyrus, Liam Hemsworth. Your guy, Liam Hemsworth, RDT? Why is he my guy? I don't know. Uh, let's move on. Nick Kennedy, Madley, I, 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 <laughs> I just did that. Yeah, I just, you know, just threw for a loop there. Um, That is fun, always being like, your, your guy. I, it is. I like saying that. I love that to people. That's why I just, yeah. Tom Cruise and Katie Holmes. Uh, Nick Kennedy, Madley, Maryland, person of the week. Uh, RDT. Um, we're, we're shouting go Cubs go. We're now officially sure. half of a okay. one third of I'm, a, I'm uh, here a for Cubs podcast. Yeah. Um, Trey to the Cubs getting, getting paid too. nice little two year, $14 million deal with, uh, an opt out after one. Um, I did text him on Saturday night saying that I was working with big cat to get a hundred percent, uh, full open, open tab at the, uh, barstool. Was it river North bar in Chicago for him? So none of that is true, but I told him I'd try it. Um, also, a little fun fact, the Orioles have a a weekend series in at Wrigley in June, June 16th to the 18th. That would be an awesome time. That would be, I mean, that's that's the one road trip. I think if you want to take a road trip this summer, you're circling that that June weekend and and heading to Chicago. That could be a lot of fun. So congrats to Trey. Maybe we'll try and get him on. Maybe we should. You do that. I I do. You want to hear something that 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 I well, he's gonna he's he's trying to get number three, trying to decide how three would look on him. He's a double digit guy. I know it's it's sixteen. I thought looked so good. Um, I think thirty three could work. Thirty three could work, but yeah, I know he's he's trying. I like thirty three. So, three, I think three would look good on him. I think, I think they get, they get any the pinstripes, the pinstripes. I mean, it's he gonna look, look good. good. It's gonna look yeah, good. He's gonna look. He could be yeah, a forty-four guy. I think he's a rare guy that can go low number or high number. Who was three? Was Javi wasn't three? Was he? No, Javi was like a no. With who? What are we talking about? The Cubs. With the Cubs, Javi Baez. Now Javi was um was number one, I think. Was he one? Weren't you um, a big Javi guy, but, Banks? Nine? Yeah, your, your boy Javi. <laughs> Why can't I picture his number? He I'm looking nine. At I think he wore nine. Nine is right. He wore. Yes, I believe he wore number nine. Um, ba, 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 ba. the correct name is Elmago. Yeah, by nine. the way, Elmago. Just absolutely number three languishing in Detroit. It's fucking shame. Oh, oh, I don't know, actually, if he can wear three because a certain David Ross wore number three. Mm. Is he still their manager? He's still their manager. Didn't they fire him? Is he still their manager? Oh, uh, maybe he still him? is. No, I think he still is. They can't. I, what, hey, um, Taylor, what's um, what's David Ross's nickname? I have no idea. It's It's very similar to your guys. Rossi? Yeah, Rossi. Davey? <laughs> yeah, no, Rossi. Oh. He's so this what you... Do you know their Rossi? mascot's name is Clark the Cub? How about that? Yeah. I think That's I did. The name of the isn't it on Clark? Yeah. Isn't it Clark Street? Yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah. I just didn't know that. Yeah, he's still the he's still the uh he's still the guy, David Ross. <laughs> Booney's yeah, gonna club option for you. Can't wait till Booney wins 120 games this year. Yeah. All right. And all, all their right. all their losses are gonna be the Orioles. Um Banks, what do you got? Uh, just the fans in general, fans of the podcast who have listened all season, stuck with us. 
um, backed the team and backed us through some tough times, tolerated uh, a football team that was as frustrating as I can remember. Um, a lot of lost potential with the team and everything. And uh, I don't know. We all kind of rode through it together. So cheers to you guys. And thanks for coming out to Mother's, everybody who came out. Place was that was, I mean, that place slammed. was a zoo. I had to be brought in through the back for the second half. Banks had to throw some weight around for me. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I came in there and I was like, there's a line to this place. I, I was, it was a party night for a lot of people, but it was insane. Wow. There was a lot of people there. Um, I'm going to give mine to, this is a little abstract. I'm going to give mine to just the feeling that like football's not totally over. So this is probably a little premature, but the Ravens are over. So now I'm thinking about it. The like sports of the spring are kind of coming fast here. Like we're not totally there yet, but like at least here down here in college park, we've got lacrosse back practicing. We've got baseball back on the field, baseball, Maryland baseball ranked number 13 in the country preseason, which is their highest preseason ranking ever. Can't wait for that. College baseball is the best. You got softball. Everyone, there's just, you know, we, we got the winter sports still going, basketball still happening, but that 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 whiff of spring and the spring sports, which, you know, for college will lead into the Orioles starting and all those different things. That excites me. I, I thought about that today when I was driving home a little bit. I was like, wow, you know, that stuff's starting. So wow. um, it's good. And I just got a great birthday gift. So I have to shout that out too. It's sitting across from me. So I got that as well. So there you go. Um, early birthday? When's your birthday? Yeah, tomorrow. So I release this. Podcast. All right. I was going to say, tomorrow. don't say today. I was yeah. going to say, don't say today. Please don't say no. today. No. Well, let, uh, let, let us be the first to wish you a happy early birthday. Thank you. Appreciate that. You guys are, you guys are, are good pals. I'll wait Appreciate for the you. morning pop off with the boys. That is well. That is yes, yes. The twelve twelve pop off is coming fast and furious tomorrow. Um, dead or alive, which we had to cancel two consecutive weeks due to circumstances. Do you have your list in front of you? We can um, with yeah, we don't have Charlie, to. We can move. Go, Charlie. Charlie Murphy. Oh, oh I've dead. No, I think he's dead. Yeah, he died. He's been dead for a while. That was like one 2016? I twenty sixteen. That's one I like discovered the other day where it was like, oh. We lost Charlie Murphy. Shit. That sucks. Yeah, 2017. Yeah. yeah. Who was the one? Didn't I text the group and ask the other day? Who did I ask? Uh, wasn't the loop. Was it the Lupinella? Is that what we were talking about? I think it was. That, that was a really good one. Uh, you did Jerry Sandusky. Nobody answered you in the group chat. Which is yes, yes. part of the course. Yeah, I also <laughs> I think I saw the Jerry Sandusky one, and I was like, I don't, I don't know. I thought he was dead. I was like, you could have told me, like, like you said with Bobby Cox, you could have told me he died five years ago, and I would have been like, yeah, that's right. And then because I had asked my friend that too, I was like legitimately curious, and he's like, no, he's alive. And I was like, how fitting that Joe Pa died right after, and Sandusky's still alive. How old is Lou Pinnell at this point? He's like. 79. Forget, way younger than I would have thought. I'm surprised he's not on TV at all. Yeah, I got a feeling. Okay, broadcasting career. He did color really... for uh, MSG Network. And then he did some stuff with the, the Rays. And he called uh, 
he was an analyst uh, for the 2005 ALCS. Wow. When did he retire? Like with the Cubs. He he won manager of the year in 2008. That's wild. Yeah, isn't it? I got I got to thinking of him because I saw the video of Randy Johnson throwing 20 times last year. Okay. Him and Carlos okay. Zambrano in a clubhouse is insane. Yeah. Yeah, they they probably just I can only imagine the names that were being tossed around in that clubhouse. <laughs> um, but I saw I saw an old clip of Kenny Lofton saying that he hated facing Randy Johnson because Randy Johnson always threw at him. And then Randy Johnson, the first pitch of the game, threw it at Kenny Lofton's face. And then the second pitch, he did it again. And Lou Pinella tried to like eat Kenny Lofton alive. It was great. It was fantastic. Gary Thorne on the call. It was uh, everything about it was perfect. It was a very funny clip. So. 1835 and 1713. For the career, he's a good coach. He had some years with the Cubs, good manager. Yeah, but he had some years with the Cubs. I think where he kind of that record kind of no losses crept up, right? Three sixteen and two ninety three with the Cubs. Never mind them. They won. They won the uh, NL Central his first two years and got swept both years. Yeah, he ever win a World Series? I don't think he did. He, yeah, one was with uh, Cincinnati. Cincinnati. Yeah. Okay. I have it in front of me. I did not pull that from memory. (laughs) He's the big Sensi fan. Yeah, big Reds guy. He did the consultant thing for a couple teams. Wild. He could. The fact he couldn't get that 01, that 01 Mariners team across the line is a tough one on your record when you go 116 and 46. To the home stretch. Like they didn't even get to the World Series. Lost in what? The ALCS. Did they even get to seven? They didn't get to seven, did they? I don't think I like they that. did. I don't think so. They went four and six in the playoffs, so I don't think that they did. That's tough. And that's talking Lupinella. Yeah. Managed for a they lot of years. lost in five, I guess, if you do the math backwards. Oof. Oof. So. Yeah, four to one. Went down 2-0, lost two consecutive home games by one run to start the series. That is brutal. Then went 14-3 to and lost the last two. Tough. Tough. And that's it for the podcast. A little Lupinella talk to finish it off. You never know where we're going to go here at the end at eleven twenty-seven at night. Um, appreciate everyone listening. Appreciate all of our supporters: Jimmy Seafood, Thread Level Midnight, and um, Fed Thrill. Um, you can follow RDT at E D I T T I twenty two on Twitter. You can follow Banks at Barstool Banks. You can follow me at Taylor Schmidt Ten. You can follow the podcast at Exit Fifty Two Podcast. On all platforms, uh, as Banks said, really appreciate everyone listening through football season. I know that's sort of our big time, and um, we will obviously have much more Ravens coverage to come. But excited to jump on with the Orioles as we move into the spring and into the summer, and uh, continue another fun year of Exit Fifty Two. It's kind of wild how long we've been doing this at this point. So appreciate everyone that listens and supports um, Banks and RDT's writings on on Barstool and all the different things that we do. So. It's, it's very nice to hear that in person and on social media. So thank you all again. And we will see you next time on the Exit 52 podcast presented by Jimmy Seafood.
you.